What's going on, my fellow A Plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A Plus Hero Report, your weekly stop for your Marvel and DC, along with your television and movie news, right here on our YouTube page, A Plus Opinions. Thank you very much, each and every one of you, for joining us once again for a brand new episode. As it is I, your host with the most, this Adam Perez. We are in fact back with a brand new episode this week, guys. Joined by my tag team partner, my partner in crime, brother from another mother. Um, northerner from the i don't know what's up in <laughs> hey what's going on what's going on hey you almost had it though i was you like, almost had it though. i was trying to go man yeah. i was trying to go for it yeah midwesterner from the wall i don't know i don't know I'm trying to... <laughs> we'll work on we'll work on the entrance man we'll, we'll get something glorious for you don't worry yeah most definitely most definitely good to see you man how's your week been so far you doing all right bro uh my week has been very hectic um you know what I'm saying? With the release of the uh, Joker movie, we got all the CW shows coming back. Uh, music video dropped. Uh, new music yes, dropped. Which is, which is hot, man. It's fire, yeah. my friend. I yeah. love it. Who, di who directed that stuff, the video for you? Uh, my my boy Rob Villain over from uh, El Villano Productions, nice. uh, Villain Radio. Uh, he hooked us up with that. He actually did, too. We got another one coming on Halloween, too. So. Be on the lookout man. for that. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so you say so with the Joker coming out. Did you get the opportunity to see the Joker yet? Uh, yeah, and um, I know you. I think I believe you got a spoiler cast set up for later. Yeah, so um, later today at six o'clock, six fifteen. It's a weird time, I know. Six fifteen. Yeah, uh, we're doing a live spoiler discussion for the Joker, so you guys can join us then. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do understand people's grievances about it. I think I'm just a little, uh, I guess, softened or dead inside. So, like, a lot of the stuff didn't bother me. You have no soul me. anymore? Is that yeah, I, I have no soul anymore. <laughs> so, a lot of what happened in the movie didn't bother me. But I did have, like, majority of the theater that I was there watching it with walk out. Wow, but, really? Yeah. It, it was just, I, I could understand. It's, it's yeah, hard I mean, could, for some people to it, deal yeah. with. Um, yeah. I even had a couple of, I guess... Uh, I had a couple of, I'm, I guess, army. I'm not uh, hip to the different fatigues, but I did see a couple of them get up and walk out, and that's totally understandable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So some people just can't handle uh, what's going what's going on. But to me, it was nothing. But for me, it was literally a comic book brought to life, and I guess I'm just numb to the violence. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I just really do think it depends on everybody's interpretation of what they're saying on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Like I like when I look at it, like as much as I love the movie, I can I can I can see why some people might have a case for certain things or why people feel a certain way about the film. But for me, I just think it's all about how you interpret it. But yeah, I absolutely love it. So I'm glad you got the opportunity to go ahead and check it out, man. But um, yeah, we will in fact be doing a live spoiler discussion later on today. Uh, it's dropping at 6.15 uh, so uh, Central Time. So if you want to go ahead and join us there, uh, you certainly can. But um, Indy, we've got ourselves a couple of uh, topics today that we're going to be breaking down for you guys. But before we do, as always, um, if you want to go ahead and Follow us here on YouTube. Please go ahead, uh, click that subscribe button, guys, along with that bell notification. So anytime we drop a brand new video, you will be notified. And it's also, you want to go ahead and follow us on social media. You certainly could do so right here at A Plus Opinions, and that's going to be on Facebook, social, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, as well. So you can certainly follow us there. So uh, we've got a couple stories, man. So let's uh, let's get into it, Indy. Let's go ahead and uh, just get into the first topic here. Um, this article actually comes from Variety. 
Variety.com. Uh, it's actually a breakdown of the idea of Marvel Studios kind of moving into the television realm a little bit. Um, one thing that I do want to highlight from this particular article, there's actually two things from this article I want to highlight. But the first one, though, is that they really talk about the budget that Marvel Studios is actually putting towards um, this these particular movies. Um, they say, you know, Marvel movie projects usually typically run between 100 and 150 million dollars. Uh, it says, according to an individual with knowledge of the productions, Marvel executives and Feige held meetings earlier on to discuss how to maintain the visual standards that fans have come to expect from the Marvel films while still bringing their budgets more in line with the television shows. Um, let's see here. It says that um, that they're probably taking that hundred million to a hundred and fifty million dollars that they usually would spend on an actual film and they're breaking that down into a limited series so uh, that's roughly what like what like probably like 20 about 20 million dollars per episode or so um yeah. if they're going that route uh i mean that's a ton of money i think they said that the uh the game of thrones episodes uh each of them from HBO were about maybe 15, about 10 to 15 million dollars an episode. So just just equate that to how fantastic Game of Thrones looked on HBO for that budget. And now just think about what the Marvel Studios television series as a limited series will look like with, uh, you know, anywhere between 15 to 20 um, million dollar budget for them. Uh, what do you think, Indy, about the idea of them spending so much money uh, towards each of these episodes? Are you expecting to see just top quality stuff? I'm expecting to see a Game of Thrones-esque type of production. Um, I mean, I'm just looking to see, like, heavy, you know what I'm saying, great produced television. Uh, No different than what you would see on a a Big Bang Theory or a 911. You know, just something that's visually uh, amazing. And I think most of the budget, honestly, might go to production into the actors since they have a lot of these uh cinematic actors reprising their roles so that that could be what most of the budget is going to because i don't see them doing anything for really that cheap compared to you know i'm saying what their contracts are and if you looking at somebody like on big bang is making you know a meal per episode you know what I'm saying with right with 20 25 episode seasons i'm just guessing there on how long the seasons are but um if you got a six episode series, you know what I'm saying? They're bound to make what? Like 1.5, 2 mil an episode. I know yeah. we don't have, you know, so yeah, something like that, yeah. I feel like majority of the budget is going to the actors and that we shouldn't see any, we shouldn't have a negative aspect going towards what we watch because I don't feel like Disney is going to put crap on the screen. Oh yeah, most definitely not. I mean, I, I think if anything, I mean, Disney's definitely going to go ahead and put the put the production up to a really high standard for these films, right? I mean, if you have Kevin Feige, the guy of that that's the head of Marvel Studios, that isn't even technically a television division. If he's coming out and saying, uh, you know, these uh, limited series that we're producing for Disney Plus will in fact connect to the MCU, um, I'm really expecting to when I turn on Disney Plus to look at these epi- these these episodes, episode one, I, I really expect like movie quality 
um, to, to be on the big screen sort of thing. But you're probably right. A lot of this stuff is definitely based off of people's contracts, especially considering the fact that they're bringing back a lot of these stars. Um, but I'm pretty sure that when it comes to like special effects, camera work, uh, things like that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very, very much top of the line. Um, but the second aspect, though, of this article that they do bring up um, is really kind of, I guess you can say, the worry on Marvel television side that pretty much that Marvel Studios is going to be kind of coming into play and kind of taking over the television department. So right now it says, according to multiple industry sources who spoke with Variety, the perception throughout the entertainment business is that live action productions will most likely, if not completely, be moved away from Marvel Television, headed by veteran executive Jeff Loeb, um, as Fe as Feige's unit ramps up production on its own Marvel series. Um, this is what Loeb says. He says. Um, um, Feige's shows are so far beyond anything Marvel TV has been able to do. Um, oh, that's what one TV agent actually said speaking with them. He says he has access to all these Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe characters that the of other Marvel live action stuff just doesn't, not to mention way bigger budgets. Um, and then they go ahead and really talk about the idea of just you know, how big Marvel television used to be, you know, back in 2014, um, they had, you know, they had like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, things really kind of going their way. Um, and right now, it seems like if you look under it, um, they also have agent. And now if you look at it, a lot of these shows, unfortunately, uh, are gone. It says, but since then, Marvel's television slate of live action efforts have met mixed results after Disney's announced plans to launch Disney Plus. Netflix canceled all six of its Marvel shows. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is ending in a seventh season run on ABC. And Agent Carter was also canceled after two seasons, despite positive receptions from the critics. Um, we also have Legion, which is a collaboration with FX. Um, that was wrapped up originally. We remember the Inhuman series that unfortunately was, was terrible and didn't see the light of day. We also had another Marvel television show in The Gifted that was canceled after two seasons. A live action new series project that was ordered straight to a series, but it never came off the ground. And we also have another animated Deadpool series that unfortunately didn't see the light of day. And now with recently the cancellation of Ghost Rider. So the result that the article is saying is that that they've whittled down everything when it comes to Marvel television. The only two current live action series that Marvel TV is currently produ producing is The Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Um, and then I think the other one that they have currently in production at the moment is Hellstrom. So it says for the immediate future, it appears that Marvel television will be focused mostly on animation. So let me ask you, Indy, with all these Marvel television shows kind of going the way of the dinosaur, it feels like, and Marvel Studios now kind of producing Marvel television in a sense, I guess the question is, are you are you worried that maybe Marvel Studios like what do you, what do you think about this when you think when you hear this that a lot of the Marvel television shows are kind of going away whereas Kevin Feige is doing his own thing does it feel as though most of the Marvel television shows that we might be getting going forward will be mostly connected to the MCU um, or are you worried about Marvel television at all do you think we'll start getting we'll still continue to get regular content from marvel television instead of the mcu stuff um 
Well, I, I have uh, a weird opinion on this when it comes down to it. I feel like all the Marvel TV shows should have connected to the MCU in some which way to start off with. Um, like they tried to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they know part of the problem was was uh, when they started production wanting to keep things quiet and how fast the movie started to be cranked out uh right. kind of started messing up agents of shield being connected to that world um when they found their stride and started getting away from that and came back on we saw that series started to get better because there was a couple of chances that it was going to get that it itself was going to get canceled and it was able to fight back and uh be able to stay on the air to end how they wanted you know what i'm saying the series to end yeah uh out of everything that you listed that got canceled the only thing that surprised me honestly and we talked about this before was the gifted because i really felt like that show had just found its stride but i think that was just a uh uh what do you call um that was just cannon fodder to the to the fox disney merger and i think that's honestly what happened with the whole um netflix deal too i think the uh having a competitor and disney plus come on uh it's better for netflix just to you know what i'm saying cut things short for disney to cut things short and just to let them characters go because if they are going the route of having marvel studios produce these films i don't think netflix was ready to pay for what it would cost in order to have those series stay on netflix especially with the financial troubles well not really financial troubles but hardships because they are making money but they're spending a lot of money too to keep stuff on air over there in netflix so it, it was more of i feel a money issue um right. having marvel studios develop the shows and not having them air on television to me might save them a little bit of money you know what I'm saying? I do see a lot of these characters possibly coming back. I mean, there's talks about, especially uh, Daredevil and characters like that, possibly uh, coming back, whether yeah, they have television like hashtag, in the movies. They have a hashtag going right now for Save, Dare, Save Daredevil. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think that what we're getting ready to get will be a way better incarnation of anything that we had before. It'll be what we really wanted, and it'll be, you know what I'm saying, that that's something that we wanted was you know everything to be of what kevin foggy thought of what it should be right and i and i and you're absolutely right because i think when they you know when they first started out the marvel cinematic universe it really became a situation of like it's all connected right i mean that's what that's really the model that they pushed for a really long time so we really expected everything from that point out that came out whether it was a television series or anything like that was supposed to technically be attached to the mcu and unfortunately we eventually started seeing especially with agents of shield that necessarily wasn't the case while agents of the well while agents of shield certainly connected itself to the movies it was never reciprocated from the movies to agents of shield i mean goodness it took all the way to Endgame for them to actually reference like jarvis from agent carter where we had like our first sort of connection to the television side of things so you're absolutely right I and mean, when it first started out it definitely was in that mindset of it has to all be connected but you know it's been years and since since then you know they have gone out and done their own you know marvel television has done some really great series for some people agents of shield uh the gifted which i was really really pleased with um you know the netflix series i mean uh, to this day daredevil even only three seasons still holds up as you know probably some of the best uh, comic book television that's certainly out there. So it, it, for me, the only worry that I have from this is that um, 
for me, I'm okay with things not necessarily always having to connect to the MCU. There's a part of me that kind of almost wants them to still be able to do sort of lower production um, te- television series, right? I think my main concern is I just don't want everything to automatically now because I've gotten so accustomed to it. I don't need everything now to be connected to the MCU. So I- I'm I- I'm hoping that Disney understands that it's okay to play outside of the mcu box right um i think what one of the things in the article mentioned that uh, mcu just has a a bigger library of characters that they can certainly use and to that they it just kind of confuses me because i just feel like you should be able to use those characters in any form of of media that you want i mean i it's very similar to that of warner brothers right like there are some characters warner brothers is okay with using and some that they're certainly not with having television use right there's a reason why it's taken us forever to see like a batman on regular television so uh, to that extent i can understand it but for me i kind of appreciate the small shows like the runaways and uh cloak and dagger and things like that that they're currently doing so i'm okay with smaller budget stuff um but with the cancellation of ghost rider we do have hellstrom i I just hope that they still remain focused on on knowing that it's okay to still do live action stuff outside of it right because i'm okay like if they wanted to do another connected universe for just television I would be okay with that. Like we have the crossover event with Cloak and Dagger and Runaways that's about to happen for this upcoming third season. Um, so if they want to stick along with something like that, I'm okay. I just don't want to see Marvel Studios start handicapping the smaller budget studio in Marvel Television from being able to be creative and still bring us fresh and original content outside of the MCU. I definitely understand what you're saying. I think their problem is it's more of an issue on uh, storytelling. Like uh, a lot of these characters affect future storylines. And if it comes to a point, they're going to still tell a certain story in the MCU that they might need these characters available also and want them told a certain way. So it might come to a point where uh, certain characters, you know what I'm saying, are, you know what I'm saying, attached and maybe... You feel like there are other characters like when it comes to the runaways and cloak and dagger might feel like they're in their own world that, you know, you might see hints of, you know, stuff that's going on that they affected. Uh, uh, Like when you're watching Daredevil and they keep uh, mentioning the uh, like the attack on the attack on New York, you know, just something very subtle as that not not necessarily having a crossover where, you know, you might have Daredevil mentioning he met up with Iron Man or somebody, you know, one, well, he can't meet up with Iron Man, met, <laughs> met up with Thor one day, you know, not have anything like that, but subtle hints. It's a way to have your own world and still stay connected, but still feel like it's your own world. And that's what I feel like they're going to start getting to. But it starts to make you think also on where they could be going, like to a secret worlds or to, you know, what I'm saying uh, some uh, galactic uh, style event where it takes more than just the uh, space heroes. It might take the earthbound heroes, or like we've been talking about before, it might be two threats. It mm. might be it might be a threat that has nothing to do with what's going on in the MCU that they set up in the television universe. You know what I'm saying to affect what happens in the MCU. It, it, it's it's very it's, it, it could be very easy that the television universe they building affects the MCU rather than you know what I'm saying the MCU affecting the television universe because that's the way i would like to see it i would like to see the earth-based villain in the marvel television series 
the galactic based villain in the MCU movies and then mm -hmm. somehow connect the two down the line. That, that would be pretty interesting if they managed to kind of pull something off like that. I definitely would be eager to see what they're um, capable of doing when it comes to that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's really what my, my biggest concern was is that, you know, when we are seeing a lot of our live action stuff sort of dwindling, it does make you wonder – where the resources are certainly going, what they certainly have down the pipeline, because we haven't really had too many uh, new live action stuff announced. Uh, you know, the article does say that Marvel Television will at least still be heavily involved when it comes to the animation side. We have seen a lot of animation stuff announced, but nothing on the live action. So uh, again, I, I I still continue to appreciate my lower budget live action stuff. Right, like we, I think every every studio at least needs sort of like an Arrowverse level kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm. I'm certainly hoping that Marvel Television continues along with their live action going forward as much as I'm looking very much forward to the MCU stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, think about it like this. Even in the MCU, the characters always have their own adventures. Think about what happened in, you know, what I'm saying like the Thor movies, although it was connected to the MCU. Thor Ragnarok was his own adventure. Thor Dark World was his own adventure. The same thing go for the Iron Man, the Captain America movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're all their own adventures. They're just, you know what I'm saying, connected. So I I think that we could have the television shows where they're having their own adventures. But, so, you know what I'm saying? Something leads to something or something very subtle. Like they like they had in the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, series where uh, the, the ships that... Uh, popped up at the end of Age of Ultron were the ones that Coulson and them actually found. That's right. You know? I remember that. Mm -hmm. Where you didn't have to watch the show to see that and enjoy that, but if you watched the show, it was like just something that made the movie, you know what I'm saying, that much better, but yeah. it didn't affect the Age of Shield show at all. It was just, you know what I'm saying, that little Easter egg type deal. So they could do stuff like that and it still be, you know what I'm saying, enjoyable and great. What I get from it is that we're just going to have high quality television on, you know what I'm saying, a movie level. So, like, that just makes me excited as a fan uh, to see this. Yeah, we're going to be a ton of a ton of fantastic content coming out. I mean, 20, 2020 and 2021 are just going to be swamped with a, a ton of Marvel content. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into one more story. And then we'll go ahead and get into some of the live chats, uh, see what people are talking about real quick. But the one that I want to go ahead and talk about before we ch our, our little transition, before we get into some uh, DC talk for you guys today, I want to throw in another Star Wars um, story here for you guys. Look, you guys know I'm a big Star Wars fan, so any opportunity I get to throw in some Star Wars talk, I'm going to take it, y'all. So, uh, look, so we've got um, Episode 9 that's right around the corner coming this December. We've got The Rise of Skywalker coming out, um, and Empire Magazine actually has been doing a little bit of promote promotion for them. They're getting ready to kind of push, do their, you know, winter special sort of push. Um, they had some amazing um, Empire Magazine um, covers that went ahead and just recently dropped with like Ray and Kylo Ren on the front of it. Um, and inside of the Empire magazine, they actually had a, uh, a interview with the writer and Chris Terrio, uh, where he really talks about the two key questions um, that have been asked and really brought up for Rise of the Skywalker or the Rise of Skywalker um, that they're going to actually go ahead and tackle. Um, so the two questions that Chris Terrio talks about, he says, one of them is a simple one. Who is Ray? He says, which is a question that people not only wonder quite literally, uh, wonder about quite literally, but wonder about in the spiritual sense. 
how can Rey become the spiritual heir to the Jedi? Uh, we kept coming back to who is Rey and how we can give the most satisfying answer to that, not only factually, because people, uh, because obviously people are interested in whether there's more to learn of Rey's story, but more importantly, who she is as a character. How, how will she find the courage and will and inner strength and power to carry on what she's inherited? And he goes on to say, he continues, the second question is how strong is the force it sounds a little simple but actually when you get down to it um that is a sort of zen that we would really meditate on not literally in yoga poses or anything but like we would discuss what is the force and how strong is the force so those two things were really important so yeah those two questions how strong is the force and who is ray uh, these are two key questions that are clearly going to be answered here for the rise of skywalker so um i send this over to you indy um who do you think ray is um do you believe kylo ren and when he says that is and just what do you mean by uh, what do you think he means by who is ray in general um what, what, what are you looking forward to specifically for this movie when he talks about that uh i'm honestly thinking when he talks about that uh as far as who is ray um almost what is she uh more than who is she you know what i'm saying ray to me is going to be the epitome of one or the other the light side or the dark side and the rise of the skywalker to me um and how i take that phrase in that movie is the saving grace of a kylo ren um a ben kenobi you know what i'm saying who's literally half skywalker um coming back you know what i'm saying to the light after everything that he's been through and everything that's happened i really feel like uh han solo, han solo sacrificing himself so ben didn't have to kill him he basically just committed suicide it was a way of saving ben from going to the dark side and i really feel like which most people think i believe that uh ray is most likely a clone or a heir uh that has something to do with palpatine well i'm certainly hoping that if anything that she ends up being um i don't necessarily need her related to anybody specifically right like i don't want to go down that, down that path of uh, she's the cousin or second daughter's brother of somebody like i don't need to i don't need her to be connected to somebody like by birth or anything like that you know but um i do like the current theory that's going around of uh, possible clones um you know while while I wasn't the hugest fan of The Last Jedi, there are certainly aspects of The Last Jedi that I appreciate. And the aspects of that I do appreciate is a lot of the Kylo Ren and uh, Rey stuff. Um, I think the I think the writing by Ryan Johnson for that aspect of the film was just absolutely incredible. Um, really kind of getting to the nitty gritty of who these two characters are, just their kind of relationship and their their bond that they've managed to kind of build. So that is, that's the storyline that I'm really eager to kind of see develop further in Rise of Skywalker because, you know, when he, when in The Last Jedi, when he mentions to her, like, you're, you're nothing, right? Like, you're just, uh, you, you come from nothing. Your parents are nothing sort of thing. And then we see Ray even go down into the cave um, and she's looking at like a vision of herself. And what's the one thing that she sees when she's looking back in the vision? She sees multiple versions of herself. It's just one gigantic line of rays right behind her in a sense. So uh, there is a theory that possibly that's a hint to 
the idea of her being a clone, you know, being just another manufactured line of rays. Maybe this is one version of a ray clone that was actually successful or uh, maybe broken or whatever the case may be and was sort of just dropped off and hidden or whatever. So I, I'm I that's the theory that I'm certainly um really akin to and that also could be connected to palpatine for sure it could be a case of maybe palpatine was trying to create clones for some particular point in time right i mean it wouldn't be far-fetched we know palpatine's love for clones i mean he created himself a clone army for the republic right so it would be a fascinating storyline thread all from the prequels through the originals all the way to the sequel trilogy here for uh, if it was, in fact, something connected to the clones. But for me, at least, I certainly don't need her to be, uh, you know, Han's daughter or Leia's, uh, Leia's daughter or, you know, Skywalker's, I mean, you know, Luke's daughter or anything like that. I, I would be perfectly okay if she's technically her own individual. So, uh, but what do you think, Indy? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like being directly related to uh, somebody else would cheapen the the character build and who she is. I I love the clone aspect of it because as we've seen, whether it's the Clone Wars television show or, you know what I'm saying, through the series, uh, clones definitely are able to have their own personalities, own lifestyles, become their own yeah. legends. We do have some clone generals who are flipping legends that we love, especially in the Clone Wars uh, animated series. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that would be great to me. And I don't think I've ever read or heard the aspect of a clone being like you know what i'm saying a master you know what i'm saying jedi so that'd be something that's interesting to me and if a clone is easier accessible to the dark side i mean it's just so i'm upset well, that, that, that would be where palpatine comes into play it could, yeah like she could be a clone created by palpatine in some way maybe a mixture of whatever the case may be so she, it, she could she could she could have parts of she could have dna of palpatine vader like he could have took the best of the sith you know what I'm saying, and and maybe it's the little bit of Luke that he added in. Maybe he has that Luke, hand yeah, from Luke. Hand from Luke, yeah, probably. yeah. And it's that little bit of Luke that he added in that messed up his. You know what I'm saying, brew that that she <laughs> maybe maybe Luke's, Luke's DNA was just a little bit too strong. It might have been. It might have been. You, you might be on something. So that that would be something that's very interesting to me. So I, I can't. I just don't. I feel like there's more to this story than the time that they have to tell it in. That that's oh, what I feel okay. like. That 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 they took too much time trying to 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 hide what was going on, rather than build a story, because I feel like this is more than one movie. Uh, just 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 to clear this up, you know. Yeah, and I think the I think the relationship that was built though in the Last Jedi was definitely an important one. I mean, it was definitely a building blocks towards having these answers, these questions eventually answered for sure. But yeah, I mean, look, J.J. Abrams has a, a huge a huge load that he definitely has to carry and certainly deliver for uh, Rise of Skywalker because I'm pretty sure there's a, a ton of information that they definitely want to go ahead and at least tackle. Um, but it, it's they're definitely the Kylo Ren and Rey stuff from the Last Jedi that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, that's kind of carried over. And and honestly, I think J.J. and Chris Terrio are probably happy um, that Ryan Johnson did what he did, at least with that with that particular storyline, because it really gave them, I think, a lot of uh, great content that they can really dive into and really sink their teeth into. And I think in, in aspects of that, that probably could answer the question, how strong is the Force, right? I mean, if, if Palpatine can manipulate the Force in this 
clone theory and take his powers and and Luke's powers and combine them into some clone that's not a, a real human being, the Force has got to be pretty powerful in order to be able to accomplish something like that and be able to be awoken in somebody uh, of that caliber. So I, I'm really excited for it. I mean, look, I, I know a lot of people were probably down from The Last Jedi, but I feel like a lot of the noise that was around it's been two years i think a lot of the noise has subsided a little bit i feel like there is a little bit of an excitement for star wars coming back especially with the mandalorian the obi-wan kenobi series announced um we know that we're wrapping up rise of skywalker jj abrams is at least coming back right i think people that were maybe dissatisfied with last jedi were okay with the force awakens because of jj abrams so I think I think a lot of people are quiet because they kind of want to just see what's going to happen. And I wouldn't I would certainly expect a trailer here within the next couple of weeks um, to before tickets kind of go on sale. So I'm I'm thinking Star Wars is in a good place. But make no mistake, I do think The Rise of Skywalker certainly is a very important film for the franchise going forward. Yeah, most definitely. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. There's never been a Star Wars movie that I haven't looked forward to. Um and it's something that I believe they could fix. We know it's going to be way more Star Wars coming after this, but it is time to put the uh, the Skywalker, you know what I'm saying, legacy to rest and then move on to something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to see what uh, what the franchise is going to do moving forward, for sure. A lot of television shows announced. Uh, we only have another trilogy, I think, from Benioff and Weiss, uh, but that's a that's a few years down the road. So, uh, but yeah, let's um, uh, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good conversation. Hey, man, any live any live chat comments that might have uh, jumped out? Uh, for first thing we got to talk about is somebody's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday! Who is it? It's somebody's birthday today. Edward Sanchez. Uh, what's up, buddy? Hey, homeboys want to give away from us once. Edward's been around for quite some time, man. So, hey, quick shout out to Edward. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Happy birthday, my man. Happy birthday. Good looking. Enjoy the show. Glad that you're here on your birthday for us. Yeah, man. Do you have any plans? I hope you have some plans, man. Go do something. Go. Yeah. I, I, I take myself to the movies. Um, yeah, go, go see Joker. <laughs> if you have it uh gabriel this could be a really good move for the tv projects having kevin feige more involved in disney plus shows and the big budget probably means we're in for something special yeah I'm, i i i do think that we're definitely in for something special when it comes to to the mcu so what was the first part of that question the the comment he said this is what uh, this could be really good move for the tv projects Oh yeah, I, I again. I, I I am really fascinated to see what they do with Disney Plus. I think it's going to blow blow our minds. Honestly, the stuff that they're talking about that they've never done in films that they're doing for uh, the TV series. I'm really pumped for it. If it's if it looks if it's ha if it's anything like what the DC Universe is accomplishing with their app, uh, it should be all right because they could take what they did wrong or what they did right and just you know what I'm saying improve on that. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Uh, got a couple of more. We got Deck Tron, the earliest Disney can make a new Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Defender series is the end of 2021. Uh, is, is there anybody out of there, like if you, is there anybody out of that list that you feel confident that we'll probably get back in some form? Uh, we'll get Punisher and Daredevil. I have I have the utmost confidence that we'll get them two back. I think you'll have the other three more of popping up. As you know, what I'm saying like guest characters. Although I'm really upset that um we might not get that third singer Luke Cage with that turn that happened at the end. That 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 story was getting really interesting and in, mm -hmm. uh, what they were telling. The same thing with the reveal at the end of Iron Fist, right when the show actually started to pick up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying. You had the interesting reveal. Um, 
it, it I was more uh worried about, you know what I'm saying, the sisters. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I wanted I wanted more of that. Uh, especially with that reveal of them, uh, where the powers went to and everything after that. So, uh, that's what I'm more afraid of. But I really feel like uh, uh, some of those actors might be brought back. You might see cameos. Just, just look out for it. I think Disney knows what they're doing. Uh, 2021 is not that far away, and uh, they showed us before that they plan well. And if yeah, they, they if they well. decide if they decided not to play ball with Netflix, it was for a reason because mm -hmm. all of those shows would have had more seasons. They were watched enough. Yeah, uh, to have more seasons. There's a reason why they didn't play ball with Netflix. Yeah, I'm hoping it, I'm I'm in the line with you. I mean, I think if we were, we are going to get anybody coming back, most likely Daredevil and Punisher. I mean, goodness, John Bernthal is still a hot star right now. He's been amazing. Um, it would be it would be kind of foolish, I think, if Disney just kind of let him go by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think you you hold on to somebody like a John Bernthal to reprise his role, considering how great he was as the Punisher and Charlie Cox. Man, I mean, come on. I mean, he is. Homeboy just does Daredevil just incredibly well. Um, I really would love to see what he can do on his own MCU show, and then even in uh, the films. I think they're more than capable, ca uh, more than capable, uh, you know, of being, you know, the actors that they are of being in the big film for sure if they wanted them to. And let's see, we got one more here that I want to pop up. Sure, we got Turbo Stu. Uh, in the comics, which some of the comics have been canon for uh, Star Wars, some of them haven't. So in the comic, there's a hint not confirmed that Palpatine created Anakin with the Force. He could have done the same thing with Rey. It's possible. I mean, I don't. Um, I haven't seen anything confirmed, at least um, canon-wise, that says that uh, he ha that he was. Um, and the idea, really, from if you remember the prequels, was that uh, Shmish Skywalker is pretty much like the Mary of the Catholic Church, you know, imm immaculately concepted sort of by the Force. Anakin Skywalker didn't ha did not have a father whatsoever. So there has always been a, a long, uh, you know, rumor and theory that it, it was Palpatine that actually like impregnated Shmi using the Force and creating Anakin. Um, I, I I wouldn't be a surprise to me. I mean, I could see them even. Uh, bringing that up in Rise of Skywalker if they wanted to, to maybe actually confirm that theory. Uh, but I, I don't see anything that hasn't been confirmed about it. But it is a fascinating concept if, if that is, in fact, true. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I'm interested in. Maybe that's what the metachlorines were. Maybe like wow. metachlorines. Maybe those, maybe metachlorines are like first force sperm or something. I don't know. <laughs> Probably just, <laughs> yeah, just force themselves on the people. Yeah, yeah maybe that, maybe that's why, maybe that's why they call it the force. The, oh, no, see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Hashtag. No. laughs> yeah let, let, let's stay far yeah, away from that far, far far away from, away from that. that one uh <laughs> so next story guys <laughs> the next story we're gonna get into um uh let's go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and throw this one out here because I, I i know indy when it comes to his dc eu stuff so let me let me ask you man we had ourselves a bird of prey trailer uh birds of prey actually went ahead i'm gonna mute my mic now yeah mute your mic first <laughs> Uh, Birds of yeah, Birds of Prey actually went ahead and dropped their trailer uh, earlier in the week. Um, this is a film from the DCEU that I think, for the most part, people have been really hesitant in regards to. Um, really expect wanting to kind of see what this film is certainly going to be. Uh, we have a returning Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, we even have like the Huntress in here, Black Canary. Uh, I think Rosie Perez even pops up in here as like Renee Montoya. Um, there's a, a ton of characters that Birds of Prey is certainly going to be introducing. Uh, into the live action realm um but we finally actually got our very first look at the trail and i think the trail is also attached to the beginning of the joker if you go ahead and see the joker in movie theaters um so now that we've got 
the trailer for Birds of Prey out. Now I'm coming to you, Andy. Let me. What did you think of the trailer? And where are your expectations right now uh, for the movie? So this is it, just your thoughts on what you think the trailer was like, and then expectations for the movie. Uh, the trailer was entertaining, if if anything. But uh, to be honest with you, the the trailer for the animated series that is going to be on <laughs> DC Universe was better yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. So no, nah, Harley. This Harley is going to be this Harley. Um, it was way too much Harley in the trailer for me, and not enough of the other characters. Um, the 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 villain seems weak. You know, like it just doesn't. I, my expectations weren't high to start off with, but right. at least at least they didn't get lower. Oh well, that's good. I was, <laughs> I was really I, I wasn't sure if they if they like dropped for you or if they're still are they still like where they were before? No, they, they raise a little bit. They, they were they 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 didn't raise. They're just where where they were. Like <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm gonna see the movie and see if the writing is enough to get me into it because the trailer definitely wasn't. Like I said, they're they're going they're using the popularity of Harley Quinn in order to sell this movie when it should be the movie itself selling the movie. And I I think that's where they're messing up at. It's other characters in this in this that that just need to be highlighted and get people interested. Uh. I, I would have did it uh, a different way. Maybe it would have sold a couple of more comics to highlight some of these characters so people can go find out who these characters are. But as of now, it's not like I'm going, we got to go see Birds of Prey. No. <laughs> and and I, I would have saved the trailer until after the first two weeks the Joker or something was in the theater to start off with. I wouldn't have dropped it so early. I would have rolled off of the off of the you know what i'm saying the fame and the fandom of what's going on with the joker since the whole thing of the this birds of prey movie seems to be harley quinn you know what i'm saying not needing the joker no more breaking up with him doing the thing they could have rolled straight off of that you know what i'm saying what they were doing so i just think it wasn't a good marketing ploy um they should have paid attention to the animated trailer and saw what how to really make a trailer because like i'm waiting on that animated harley quinn series like i want that like today i want that over <laughs> this movie yeah it looks pretty good this series <laughs> definitely does look pretty good over on the dc universe for sure um look I, I i love me some margot robbie man anytime that she's in the big budget film or just a film in general count me in i i think she's just a, a really talented actress um you know when it comes to suicide squad while i wasn't the biggest fan of that film um there were a couple aspects of the film that i loved and margot robbie is uh, Harley Quinn was certainly one of them. Uh, I mean, look, it's it's Birds of Prey, but it's also the the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. You know, so she is definitely going to be taking the forefront uh, for the film, um, kind of starting her her little female girl gang here uh, that she has. So I can understand the first trailer highlighting uh, Harley Quinn a lot, but I am in the same boat with you as in. I really wanted to see the other characters. I, I'm, I'm like, I know what Margot Robbie can kind of do as Harley Quinn. I've seen it before, but I want to see the unknown. I want to see what the other characters are certainly going to bring uh, to this particular movie. So in that regards, no, I don't think the trailer did a really good job in highlighting them. I mean, yeah, you get to see them in a couple of quick moments here and there. Um, but I, I really wanted to see the other birds of prey highlighted a little bit more, but yeah, it does seem as though the, the, based off of the trailer, that's where the storyline is going. She's broken up herself with the Joker. She's now she's trying to find herself and find her place um, and really show everybody that she's more than capable of doing the job. 
uh, better than anybody else, right? Like they shouldn't be scared of, of, of Mr. J. They should be scared of me kind of thing. So I'm excited to kind of see what mayhem and hell and fun Harley Quinn's certainly going to have from the trailer. Uh, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you that I would have liked to have seen more of the other characters because I want to see, was it Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, I believe her name is, as the Huntress. I love her as an actress. I wanted to see her. Um, Black Canary, I've been so excited for a live action version that I at least want to see what the Black like what the black canary character is going to be like um but the action looked great i was a big fan of the the music um we do have to remember the 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 action director or the director from john wick is actually doing the fight choreography and fight scenes for this film um so we got little hints of that in the trailer as well uh and then one of my favorite scenes from the trailer though at the very end where they're driving and she 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 like ignites a little thing of tnt she's like can you hold this for me for a second while they're driving and she like chucks it out the window and you see the car explode it, it felt very much sort of harley quinn-esque to me so the trailer was just okay I, i'm not jumping you know i really would have liked to have seen more it was just okay for me um but i'm in agreement with you it hasn't raised my level of excitement for the film like i'm super open-minded for it. like i i am intrigued to see what they do but i'm kind of with you it, it just kind of held me level but in regards to that i will say this is just the first official trailer um you know the movie doesn't come out until february usually the second trailer that we get is a lot more story driven um so i'm hoping that the second trailer will showcase us a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, the first trailer with all Harley Quinn, I, I would have liked to have seen more, but I'm expecting more in the second trailer. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, this should have just been a Harley Quinn movie. And mm -hmm. then they could have introduced the characters for the birds of prey and they could have had a birds of prey movie after this. Afterwards. I got you. Uh, but uh, if you're going to title, uh a movie birds of prey and then subtitle it about the emancipation of harley quinn show me more of the birds of prey in the first trailer show, you. you know what i'm saying the emancipation all that's gonna happen during the during the pot, plot line show me that during this the story trailer but we'll, we'll see what happens uh it's a comic book movie so i'm gonna go see <laughs> it yeah you and mcgregor um he didn't jump out of the screen for me uh, in the trailer, that either. was you. He didn't jump off the screen at all because I didn't know that was him. I didn't yeah, know he was in the movie. Yeah, he's the, he's the <laughs> he's supposed to be black mask. He's supposed to be the main villain. So yeah, he, that was that was you. He's supposed to be black mask. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. well, I, again, this, again, I, I do think that there's more to it than what what than what we're seeing here. Um, so I am expecting a, a bigger reveal later. Like I, I, I gotta think that he's got his mask. But I will say this: I, I do think that when it comes to this film. You can you can definitely tell that Warner Brothers is very much while trying to stick to the comic book realm of things. They I feel as though they are kind of bringing like a, a I don't want to say a serious tone to it, but they their production their their production the way that they film things seems a little bit more serious. They're not trying to make it as colorful and bombastic as comic book movies as we have known previously. And I think that's why they're getting some of these unique um, you know directors and things like that behind the camera and storytellers to kind of tell these stories for just a, a different take on these characters. So uh, for that reason alone, I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm gonna watch it. It. I If Suicide Squad was a bad movie, it was still entertaining. It still had its entertaining points in it. You know, like it was still fun to watch and make fun of. So <laughs> yeah. um I'm looking at this to be better than that. 
So if that gives you any hint to like it should be better than Suicide Squad, I feel like they learned their lesson. Be, right? It has <laughs> I mean... to be. If it, if it's not, just trash the whole DCEU and start over. Just like start over. Yeah, like like somebody said in the chat, Joker's DC Black Label. Just make Black Label movies. Don't yeah. make don't make any but more but DCEU. That's the, but that's what I kind of feel like this movie is. I feel like I feel like that's the route that they're going. I think they're taking a little bit more serious tone. Um to their DC movies. I mean, I, you I mean, think so? You think lighting I, up dynamite and throwing watch the blow up is more serious? Yeah, but that's what that's one scene out of like everything else that doesn't seem like it's over the top sort of comic booky kind of but, stuff. But you know what I mean? Like diving into serious situations. I don't think you can have this version of Harley Quinn without having like over the top comic book. Oh, I, I mean, she will, but I just think the way that they're approaching like the writing, like I don't think it's going to be as hardcore of something like the Joker, but I do think that it will be a, a, a more unique storytelling instead of just your traditional comic book stories, if that makes sense. What? I, but Harley Quinn is going to be Harley Quinn, man. They're not going to change her up for it. I kind of think I wanted this movie to be like the new cool world. That's what I was mm, hoping for. Ooh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And, cool and, and maybe we'll get it. Maybe, maybe you so. might be honest. Who knows? I, I do like that. <laughs> I do like that comparison, though. Um, all right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into this. Um, so going to go ahead and actually continue along with some more DC talk for you guys today. Uh, we have got the next story here. Hey, a returning Colton Hayes, y'all. Woo! coming back <laughs> we'll get into some arrowverse talk real quick here um it, it was previously reported that colton haynes uh for season eight for arrow was not going to be coming back he wasn't going to be having a recurring role um instead i think we got thea queen that was in fact announced to be coming back as a recurring role in this season and a lot of us were, were kind of wondering where's roy harper gonna be how can we have roy harper have such a prevalent role in season seven and not come back for eight especially with it be in the final season uh but it has in fact been confirmed even though this article that i'm showing you here is from screen rant um it, the exclusive actually comes from uh entertainment weekly uh it says um uh, EW has exclusively learned that Colton Haynes is indeed returning to Arrow and will recur in the final season. Uh, the news uh, the news arrives two months after the star's demotion from series regular status, which sparked some fears that he might not appear in the CW superhero farewell song. Thankfully, those worries were all for nothing. Uh, and so the showrunner did come out and says we couldn't have ended the show without having him back. So Colton Hayes is back in that arrowverse he's coming back to for for the final season of arrow that makes me so happy man i've always been a big fan of roy harper especially since like season was a season two he popped up i think in arrow yeah um and i've been i've been so pleased with his work ever since then uh from his drug addiction days as roy harper uh you know to him coming back helping out with thea and the whole situation with her i'm uh, i'm really fascinated to see how they use him and utilize him uh what's your level of excitement for having colton back uh very very excited except especially with the storyline they set up about what happened with him and thea and, and, thea, yeah. and, and him trying to deal with the miracle rule you know what I'm saying and all that, and the stuff just happening in the future. I need to see him in both shows. I don't need he, to see him in Because he died, this. right? And he got brought back to life. Is that what happened in season yeah. seven again? Like he, yeah, he died yeah, the he died, and Thea brought him back to life. So he's dealing with the uh, the the bloodlust from yeah. Because the, um, I think they were like, we found another Lazarus pit. Yeah, he's dealing with the bloodlust from the Lazarus pit, 
and that was like a big storyline for what happened in last season of Arrow. So it's, it'd be interesting to see him and Thea interact because we haven't seen him interact in a couple of seasons. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. He's an amazing actor. I've always loved the way that he played Arsenal. And I'm just looking forward to seeing my man back on the screen. And I'm hoping that this character carries over into, you know what I'm saying, maybe not a reoccurring role, but to pop up every once in a while so we can see him in, what's that, The Canaries? Yeah, I don't know if they've titled it. Maybe they have. I don't know. But I think we're just referring to it as The Canaries. I, I really hope they don't call it The Canaries. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want that to be the name of the I, show? I don't want it to be called Canaries. Call it, call it, <laughs> call it Star City 2023 or, or something. Ooh. Call it something else. Gotcha. 2043. I forget what time limit it was in. Just call it something else than the Canaries. I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that this means that he certainly will be popping back up um, if they do flash forwards also. I hope that means for this season um, that we do see him in some more flash forwards. And yeah, I didn't even think about the idea that, that that would hopefully mean that he would come back for maybe possible the future spinoff sort of thing. Um, have they mentioned in the flash forwards, have they mentioned Thea Queen at all? uh just as far as being oliver's sister okay okay they, they haven't mentioned anything about her being alive or anything like that yeah because that's another idea that i would like to see um I, I would like to see what they do as far as wrapping up uh roy and thea's storyline for just a regular season of arrow um and then hopefully i would even love to see maybe her pop back up as an older version of herself um as speedy as well in the possible spinoff there's i, I do love the idea and concept of the spinoff alone just because it, it does allow them to bring back some of the characters that they certainly wanted to um but yeah i'm i'm super super pumped uh for colton hayes coming back as uh as roy harper Definitely. I, I'm, I'm I'm in it just like you. I was actually just reading some stuff to see <laughs> if he had like signed on for another series or something like that. I just started <laughs> I reading know. through his thing and seeing if he was going to go act somewhere else. But I love Colton as an actor and I look forward to anything he's in. Yeah, most definitely, man. I, I do, too. And since we're since we're actually here in the um, uh, the Arrowverse stuff that we're definitely talking about, I'm actually just going to go ahead and jump into the crisis on Infinite Earths. I, I told you before we actually went live that I feel as though we're, we have like a roundup, a, a portion of this show where it's just crisis news because I feel like each and every week uh, we've got new cameos announced or we've got new photos that are in fact announced. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and actually bring up the two new photos um, that actually went ahead and dropped this week for us for Crisis on Infinite Earths because I do believe they currently are filming um, as of right now. So uh, the first two pictures uh, that they went ahead and dropped on the far right, you can go ahead and actually see Brandon Ralph um, as a Kingdom Come inspired version of Superman here. Um, he's got the gray hair going and everything, the big grin from ear to ear. Um, and he's standing next to Tyler, uh, who also portrays Superman from the Supergirls series um the only superman we don't see in this photo right now is tom welling i gotta ask you indy are we getting tom welling in the costume or do you think he's simply gonna be clark kent because i'm feeling just clark kent vibes right now i'm thinking that's gonna be the surprise the surprise get. right yeah. we're, we're, we're waiting for a surprise i'm thinking we might get a tom welling i'm i'm thinking we might i'm thinking we might get it's a possibility we can get a Michael Rosenblum. Him just saying that, no, nah, he didn't do it, you know, and then just pop up. I think they're saving something for us, so I'm interested in seeing. I know they also announced that we're getting uh, Jonah Hex back also for the crossover. Mm, for the crossover, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm curious to see. Um, Man, yeah. does yes. Brandon Roth look good in that costume? 
Doesn't he though? They really do a fantastic <laughs> job with his costume, man. Yeah. Um, I think they said the same people that actually did his costume were the same people that designed the Batman uh, Ben Affleck suit. Yeah, well, they need to do something with Tyler Hotchett's suit. His suit look, <laughs> it, his suit looks like, like a yeah. bad Comic Con. Yeah, it does. It does <laughs> compared to, to Brandon's man. That it really it's so crazy. I don't remember it looking that bad before. <laughs> It looks, it literally looks like you bought it like off of one of them stores on Instagram and then you just put it on. It, it looks like it's got like the lines oh, that are supposed that's to define. That's the Etsy costume, man. Somebody yeah. Just build that for him. The lines that are supposed to define like his muscles look like it's just bad creases. Like he didn't hang it up. Like he just put it <laughs> on straight out the box. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It's so crazy because I, I honestly, I used to always love Tyler's costume in Supergirl. I was like, it's a pretty good rendition for a television Superman, you know? But standing next to Brandon Routh right now, I'm like, is who, that who is who is actually a DCEU <laughs> Superman? That's you know what I'm saying? And then I'm trying to figure out, okay, Superman Returns was not that bad of a movie. It just when people expect I'm going to actually go back and rewatch it. it. It was literally not that bad of a movie. What people don't understand, it was the, it was the you know what I'm saying? The book into the to the series of, of what what had happened before uh that man looks like christopher reeves no no if and but when he was in the yeah. movie he looked like he christopher looked like reeves, christopher reeves yeah. when he's in this suit it just looks like he's supposed to be in this suit like that is no offense to their new not new maybe still super maybe not superman that they got right now uh <laughs> we definitely know he's the witcher though Oh, but, Henry? <laughs> yeah, Henry, Henry Cavill. Brandon Roth is when people say Superman, he's the person I think of. I think of him and Christopher Reeves. Nice. Okay. So, like, ah, man, if he doesn't get a Superman TV show or a, or a part as Superman in a movie, I I don't I don't. People should riot. <laughs> Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm still waiting for at least one more Superman to pop up in here. Uh, so hopefully we'll definitely get it. Um, and then next up, we've got um, uh, Lila. I can't. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't remember the actress's name that plays Lila. But Lila's getting some love this year when it comes to the crossover. She's actually going to be um, the Harbinger, uh, which actually played a relatively big role. I felt like in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, at least the storyline. She had a, a significantly sized role um, in the comic books itself. For as Harbinger, um, and she's going to get in on the fun. One of her versions of herself will, in fact, be Harbinger. Um, not quite as comic book accurate as I would have liked, but there's definitely some hints to it in here for sure. Where from the 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 sides that kind of flare out to even the little crossbar across her chest sort of thing as well. Um, so it, I'm not the I'm not going to be I'm gonna be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of this costume uh, incarnation, but I'm thrilled to see that she's going to be having a significant role. What do you think, though, Indy? The costume is perfect. She is perfect. Leave her alone. <laughs> I guess uh, every every happen. woman does. Every woman does not have to be in a costume to show skin. If Supergirl, if Supergirl, if Supergirl could cover all the way up, she can cover all the way up. Leave her alone. No, I'm just saying. Can I get a <laughs> Can I get a color scheme that matches the comic books? Can I get a helmet? Can I get something? You know what I, I'm saying? Like, I don't I, need skin. I honestly don't think that color scheme would have looked good on TV. To be honest with it you, is a, it is an odd scheme. Yeah, standing next to the other suits and everything like that, I think they decided to go with something that would look better standing next to everybody else. So, I mean, the suit to me, 
Well, I can get what you're saying because it looks like she's finna be in the new Picard TV show. Yeah, she looks like she's on the Starship Enterprise, man. She's like she's ready for some Star Trek episodes. She doesn't look yeah. anything like Harbinger. It, it still looks fire, but I'm just glad that uh, after everything that she's been in this show, all the shows and the positions that she's took, I feel like she hasn't got enough love. You know what I'm saying? Like she hasn't got enough episodes that were dedicated more to like what she was doing and what's going on. She's technically the new yeah. Amanda Waller. Pretty much. So, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that she's actually getting her shine, especially if she might not be coming back for, you know what I'm saying, any of the other shows, which I really hope that, like we talked about before, a lot of these characters who were birthed on Arrow just kind of like fan out to the other shows mm -hmm. because I would love to see Lila. And you might not dig this. Okay. I would lo I would love to see her play her role uh on black lightning Ooh, lila i i would be okay i would be completely cool with that yeah i really would i think it would be a really great opposite of agent odell that they have over there yeah um so i like a different counterpoint to him so yeah i kind of really dig that idea yeah like with them coming over and taking over that facility you know what yeah. i'm saying trying to straighten everything out i think that'd be really cool it's probably not going to happen because black black lightning is just like perfect the way it is now but <laughs> we, we could put the cherry on top but who knows right i mean look we, we have black lightning that's going to be coming into crisis uh when it comes to crisis on infinite earths really the idea and storyline is we need to eliminate some of these other earths right and just kind of round things up until one just kind of tighten things up a little bit and so now that we're kind of getting to that point maybe they all will share the same Earth at, at, at this point, so who knows if Lila could pop up in in uh, in there, right? If she's not going to be on Arrow, if they're not going to, I mean, I'm sure maybe they'll still use Argus in some capacity, maybe on like yeah, let let Argus let Argus go take over there on Supergirl. You know what I'm saying? Like let them be okay. They're going to take over this division. They're in charge. You still have the same yeah, because now uh, we're going to have the DEO also. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what the position each in. She could take over the DEO. She could take over everything, and just Argus could just run everything. Man, that would be kind of cool if that if they play, if they Crisis could have a ton of really fantastic implications uh, for DC television going forward. But before we get into just the last um, storyline, are there any particular? Because I know we went through like three storylines. Is there any particular comments uh, that have jumped out before we get to? Um, yeah last one. definitely definitely we're going to get into one from uh mr porter right quick <clears throat> it's just i've seen too many channels complain about leaks like this and then when it not when it not what leak is they complain not saying you do just an observation i have seen with overs oh i, mean, I don't think we complain i don't think we complain about the leaks I, I i like the leaks i really do it hell it gives us something to certainly uh talk about for sure um i mean i think we would like to at least have some surprises clearly left over but i mean if you want to talk about building up a hype train I, this this is certainly the way to do it you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't really mind it though no i don't think it's just about that it's that we want something the, the problem with us and how we normally think when when we're thinking out stuff because we're trying to we're trying to take what's happening in these shows and try to formulate a plot on what's going to happen in the future and what could possibly happen the thing is when they start to give us too many leaks we tend to figure out what the plot line is and there's no purpose in watching the show oh so like put connecting the pieces yeah it's it's way too easy to connect the pieces because there's been plenty of times uh when i used to do my old podcast that we just sit there and refigured out the entire season <laughs> and, and 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 it just happened like ping 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 because of all the leaks and stuff that they were dropping and that makes it 
for a less enjoyable experience. It makes for a great experience coming to you guys and talking about all the information and stuff that we got. But as sitting, having to review the shows later, it's like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Knew that was going to happen. Well, that wasn't entertaining. It, it, it's nice when they just throw you a bone, even if stuff is following when it has something new just pop up. Do you think uh, for the other sites that are complaining about it? Because I'm uh, for for us at least, I don't I don't feel like we do, and I, that's what Mr. Porter says. I, mm-hmm. We certainly don't do that, but um, I feel like with everything, even even with everything that we have seen from Crisis, I still feel like I still don't know the direction in which this series, the the crossover, is going to go. Do you still feel like there's a, a hint of mystery still about it? I, I feel like there's a hint of mystery with Crisis because you still don't know who's going to die. Yeah, it's, they they even said. I mean, they even went so far as in the trailer to show you, yeah, Oliver, you're gonna die. And he's possibly, probably not gonna die. He's probably gonna end up some. It could still be a swerve, right? Yeah, it could be a swerve. Uh, but it's it's more of the season leading to, you know, what I'm saying what's gonna happen. That's it tends to give a little bit, you know, what I'm saying too much away. Now, uh, like me and you were talking, I don't think we're gonna see. Just over the five, five, six episodes, however many episodes Christ, I think it's five, five episodes Christ is going to be. We're not going to see just, I feel like we're not just going to see all the cameos just in Crisis. I feel like there's going to be some sprinkled in like through various seasons. Like it's going to be stuff leading up going to it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they apply what they've shown Mm -hmm. us. Because when we're looking at it, we're looking at, all right, this is just a crossover. Everybody's going to be in a crossover. Even with five hours given which we know is probably just 40 minutes per episode given that's not a lot of time to cram all these characters into into the thing so i feel like they got something surprising happening for us throughout the season rather than just in the crossover so i'm going to be interested to see that and see what happens yeah i think the crossover will definitely have its surprises storyline wise we just may not be as surprised with some of the maybe cameos that we get but uh there could be some secret cameos that they still certainly have not been um been released so we'll definitely have to see um any other comments that jumped out of you uh i got another one from mr port i just want to show him some love he says so how do the lazarus pits work if it always makes people crazy or is it only sometimes uh do you want to handle that yeah i got you the reason why the people come back with the bloodlust from the lazarus pit like uh is because they were dead uh the lazarus pit can heal you when you're almost dead but when you're dead and it's bringing you back from being dead because i do believe laura what they brought laurel back right when they yeah, bought, she went through that she went through that yeah laurel went through that because she had been dead for like days yeah before they decided to bring her back it's not longer i feel like <laughs> yeah it was a while because they it's went and dug her up yeah and then went and put her in a lazarus pit uh yeah and colton uh roy even said he died and then they took him to a lazarus pit and threw you know what i'm saying threw him in to bring him back so it has a thing where you're not supposed to let somebody die before putting him in a lazarus pit when uh oliver was put into the pit for one, it was cold where he was at, so his body was being preserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, old girl, uh, was that was she Katana in that? Uh, no, uh, um, yeah, I think yeah, she, she was yeah, she yeah. picked she picked him up and put him in a pit. He wasn't dead yet, you know what I'm saying? So that that's the difference between what happens on whether you go crazy or not. When it, well, at least how they put it they in put, the yeah, television. Perfect explanation, man. Perfect explanation. Yeah uh that's really it oh um tony robinson asked will noah return as don allen in the crossover i can see that happening with 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 the way they let it with how 
heartbroken and everything that happened and all the hints and stuff that dropped that we talked about up to who is this person that's playing <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying nora we we always thought it was twins we always thought she was part of the t- tornado twins so yeah, tornado uh it's very possible and that would be something that could be uh a surprise you know what i'm saying that's something where i could be like oh yeah i really enjoyed that yeah most definitely all right. So is that the last one that you found? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So let's go ahead and actually get onto our next topic here. This will be our last story here, guys. And then we'll go ahead and jump into some live questions if you guys have any uh, that we can tackle towards the end of the show. Um, but our last topic, we're going to go ahead and jump back into some DCEU talk for you guys. Um, as recently, um, Zack Snyder uh, went ahead and revealed that Martian Manhunter was actually almost in the Justice League. Um, you know, look, they've been um, hashtagging released the Snyder Cut for I don't know how long. Um, this past weekend over at New York City Comic Con um, out in Times Square, somebody, I don't know exactly who it was, but somebody actually paid for an ad for release the Snyder Cut on one of the billboards over in New York City in the middle of Times Square, really <laughs> bringing a lot more attention and awareness to this particular film. So Zack Snyder has been fantastic when it comes to social media constantly just dropping hints of pretty much what he was working on when he was helming justice league and so um this report actually comes from comicbooknow.com it says in a surprising confirmation of a long-standing fan theory zach snatter revealed via the social media network vero uh, that general calvin swanwick Uh, who was played by Harry Lennox in Man of Steel, was actually intended to be revealed as Martian Manhunter in a scene from Justice League. Uh, Sharing some of his storyboards on his Vero account, Snyder uh, captioned one. He says, this is something you probably didn't know. And in another one, he said he filmed the entire sequence before exiting the film, except for Lennox's part which he intended to shoot in L.A. but never got to. So the character never appeared in the finished film. And I'll even go ahead and uh, bring up, this is actually the, uh, so this is from the Twitter account, uh, released the Snyder Cut. Um, They went ahead and actually captured um, what, the, the images that Zack Snyder from his storyboard went ahead and actually posted. And he says, yeah, this is Zack Snyder shared these storyboards today. One of the long suspected rumors has turned out to be true. that General Swanwick from Man of Steel is, in fact, confirmed to be Martian Manhunter. So uh, what do you think about this, Indy? Right. I mean, look, we, we, we know that. There has the film, or at least Zack Snyder says there's a cut of the film that exists. Now, there could be a cut of the film minus all of the special effects and maybe even minus the musical score out there. Regardless, it seems as though fans want to see the cut of this film. Does the reveal of a potential Martian Manhunter push that idea for you? That's something that you would want to see. And even if it is or isn't, what do you think about the idea that this at least was a part of Zack Snyder's original plan? Reshoot this movie, <laughs> finish Snyder's cut, and re-release it in theaters, and it will break the box office, guaranteed. <laughs> well, the, the, the my biggest complaint about the Justice League is the Justice League, as I know today, you can't have it without a Martian Manhunter. This, this is what I know. Mm, this yeah. is for me growing up on the Justice League cartoon, Justice League Unlimited, just dealing with the comics and stuff now. 
you cannot have the Justice League, in my opinion, without Martian Manhunter. And if this is something that they wanted to do, I take Martian Man. I would have took Martian Manhunter over Cyborg a hundred times out of a mm. hundred <laughs> times. Like it, it, it just didn't make any sense. Release the freaking Snyder Cut. Like it, it can't be any worse than what we got. It, <laughs> it really can. Oh, it really can't be, man. It really can't. Um, it, it, it just makes no sense, man. And Martian Manhunter is at is next to the Flash and Arrow is like one of my favorite DC characters as far as on the hero side. Like I, I really that now that I've seen this, I need it. <laughs> you didn't realize you needed it in your life until you saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really need it. This is the first I've heard of this news. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been off in in uh rapper land, like like doing music, <laughs> so I haven't been staying. I haven't been staying in touch with everything that's going on that wasn't related to the shows that I have to cover. Yeah. So like seeing this, like my heart broke that <laughs> that I didn't get that. I'm like really, really mad. That would have changed my whole scope of how bad that movie was. If I'd have got that scene, I'd be like, nope, nope. Best DCEU <laughs> movie ever. It, it was better than Dark Knight. It was better. <laughs> it was better than Batman Returns. There's nothing better than that one scene. That's all I would have needed. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm really upset that we'd never got this. I really am. Um, I, I love the passion though that the fans continue to have for uh, pushing the, the hashtag of release the Snyder Cut. Uh, I don't know if it will ever get the opportunity to see it in the light of day, but I'm with you that this is something I, I, I've got to see, man. I've got to see. It, this almost kind of reminds me of like the Nicolas Cage uh, Superman that we never got. Um, this is almost lining up to like the Justice League movie that we could have had and we never got. So uh, if if we never get this cut, I would love somebody to do like a a biography or like a, a like a documentary, I should say, a documentary about this particular film and all the crazy stuff that took place leading up to making it to the middle to the end. I would love to see a story about the Justice League movie in general. But bringing going back to Martian Manhunter though. Um, played by uh, Harry Lennox, who actually played the general. Uh, for me, this just continues to show me what Zack Snyder's vision was supposed to be for the DCEU. And almost it kind of helps me reaffirm the idea that Warner Brothers, for the most part, were extremely too reactionary um, and, and changed course that I think really kind of messed up their DCEU universe for themselves. I mean, yes, they certainly did rush it um, in general, their DCEU, but I do think some of the decisions that they wind up making really cost them, I think, at the end of the day, instead of letting Zack Snyder uh, finish the vision that he certainly had. And look, no disrespect to people that certainly enjoyed Justice League. I'm sure there's certainly some people that uh, took great pleasure uh, in the Justice League movie, but for myself, um, it, it it did not live up to its potential that it certainly should have. And so for me, it definitely fell by the wayside. But this just shows me the vision that and the plans that Zack Snyder certainly had for the DCEU. Um, if this is something that he planted way back in the beginning of the DCEU with Man of Steel, knowing that he was eventually going to have that reveal, um, it just shows a lot of long-term planning um, that WB just kind of undercut him uh, in regards to actually portraying. Uh, Harry Lennox is an amazing actor. Uh, I mean, the fact that even at, if you remember this, Indy, I don't recall you remember this, but after Man of Steel, um, when they went to San Diego Comic-Con the following year, 
uh, DC, or I should say Warner Brothers, had Harry Lennox on stage to do the um, the intro for the Batman versus Superman. I think he did like a monologue uh, from the actual Batman or like the Dark Knight Returns comic book series where they have uh, Batman versus uh, Superman. He actually came out and did the monologue for that. And he 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 is just an amazing actor. He's got an amazing voice. If he, when Zack Snyder tells me he had plans for him to be Martian Manhunter, I can see that. I can easily see that just fitting so seamlessly um, into this particular world that it really makes me bummed out that they really they they did not pull the trigger on this um, any sooner. So, do you think we're ever going to get ourselves a, a, a Snyder cut of the film? And would you be okay with getting a Snyder cut minus a musical score and special effects because it's not finished? Uh. I don't think they would let that come out like that. I think if a Snyder cut, they would just go ahead and just put the musical score in there and fin let that man, even if it's a couple of scenes, let him finish that um, before, you know what I'm saying, it's put out. But it's something that I think if enough people make enough noise about it, uh, DC will, you know what I'm saying, they'll run with it. Well, I'm hoping uh, that that's what happens here at New York City Comic Con this weekend. I mean, the fact that they actually have a, a, a like an electronic billboard that's showing like uh, released the Snyder Cut and all these like quotes from Zack Snyder and people that have seen glimpses of it. Uh, you could probably find it on YouTube or even on Twitter if you have if you put in hashtag release the Snyder Cut. They have a couple of videos that people have recorded of the actual ad in Times Square. Yeah, definitely. I, I think we'll eventually it it will eventually happen. I just think it's a thing where DC doesn't want to say that they were wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that. I can see that. I can see that. It's like, like yeah, guys, we fucked up. I'm sorry. And and I think it's going to have to be something where we hurt their pockets in order to to get what we want. You know what I'm saying? Like, similar to, okay, as much as I don't want them to do it, like, you give us the Snyder Cut or we won't go see the Birds of Prey movie. <laughs> you know, like, it's something on, something on that line. But I, I feel like they're starting to do more fan service over there. Mm. Uh, so something that I feel maybe down the line. And I, I know Zack Snyder just sitting there eating this alive. Oh, like, he, he's you know, he loves it, it. He's like, you know what, Warner Brothers? I'm just going to drop this again so people can continue to stay on your ass about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for The Rock to tweet it. <laughs> well, well, once the rock tweets, you know it, it, it's real. It, it's it's yeah, real. It's, you it's have no choice. Happen. Like, because it, it, uh, release the Snyder Cut, I would not play Black Adam. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it'll be it'll be on then. <laughs> yeah, release the Snyder cut. I'm having meetings with Kevin Feige. You better release the Snyder cut. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I I you know you know I'm a big supporter of Zack Snyder. I know some people certainly aren't. I mean, not all his films are certainly fantastic. They certainly can be rather hit or miss. I visually. I was always really stunned with what he was able to bring to the DC uh, EU, and I just I really wanted him to have his opportunity to at least showcase his storyline that he had plans because clearly you can tell from a lot of his storyboards even from man of steel all the way here to justice league he had big plans right we've seen he's even released images of like dark side or like a concept art of dark side that he had planned um you know he originally had a justice league 2 movie planned along with a sequel for man of steel um that was really going to go ahead and tell a whole entire story uh, and i guess warner Bros. just got impatient and they just um some of the reactions kind of scared them away from actually pursuing his creative ideas, you know? Yeah, but let, let's just go with it. Uh, I appreciate him. Whoever, wherever he goes next, whatever he does next, everybody's going to be looking for. Release that Snyder Cut. 
um i might hashtag that like on all my music <laughs> from now on like when i put it up hashtag release the Snyder. i'm doing it yeah uh, do everything it, i post now That's hashtag cool. release the snyder cut <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, especially after seeing this. So, guys, let us know what you guys think about uh, either Zack Snyder or uh, Harry Lennox as Martian Manhunter, as uh, Zack Snyder has confirmed that that's who he would have become. Uh, definitely let me know what your guys' level of anticipation or excitement was uh, for that was. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump into some live questions. Um, again, if you're over, uh, if you are su subscribed to us over on our YouTube page, if you go to our YouTube page, click that community tab. We usually give you guys the opportunity to submit your questions into the show. Uh, we have a few questions uh actually today indy so let's go ahead and knock these out um jb what says what do you hope to see from batwoman um i'll go ahead and refer this question to you indy since you're going to be doing our batwoman reviews um starting this weekend because batwoman does premiere tonight at seven o'clock on cw uh we will be doing reviews indy will go ahead and be tackling them uh what are you expecting to see from batwoman indy what i'm expecting to see from batwoman is not batman <laughs> Uh, no, I want to see a unique story. Uh, I'm expecting to see uh, Black Lightning type storytelling, but with uh, Arrow type action. You know, I'm, I'm looking to see the best yeah. of everything we had in the Arrowverse in one. In one, yeah. But, I can see that. but from this first episode, I want to understand who uh, who the character Ruby Rose is playing. You know what I'm saying? The world that they're in, just just because you know you can't have a good show if you don't have an immersive world, and just to see the state of what things are going on since Bruce left, and that's the reason why she's there. But I'm hoping that Alice, uh, the villain that we're getting, is going to be strong enough uh, to you know hold her weight and, and everything. But all in all, I'm looking, I'm expecting the replacement for Oliver Queen. That's what mm -hmm. I'm expecting to see in Batwoman. Gotcha. That that's it. I, I can I can definitely see that for sure. Um, yeah, they actually just did an exclusive first look. Um, we posted it on our Facebook page, but it's actually the the actress Rachel Scarston who plays Alice, um, talking about her character, and they have a couple of new footage and scenes of 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 the Alice character as well. Um, talking pretty pretty highly of it, so it seems as though Rachel's really excited to see uh, for everybody to see what this new villain and Alice will certainly bring to the table. Um. Next question comes from Mr. Porter. Uh, last week, you were talking about a ghost spider cartoon, uh, but said you didn't remember the name. Uh, well, it is called Marvel's Rising, and in it, the reason I know Quake's full name, Daisy Johnson. You brought this up in our – didn't you bring up the Marvel's Rising thing in our group chat of A-plus opinions, right? But it had Shuri in it, correct? Uh, do, you know, do you know anything about that series? Because I didn't I didn't pick up anything about the cartoon series. Uh, I watched the first the – first season the one that dealt with uh ghost spider like hiding her uh who she was from her friends okay. and stuff like that and there it was it was very interesting and uh daisy johnson because they looked as ghost spider as like a fugitive like she was a bad guy daisy mm -hmm. was trying to take her down uh falcon was in i do i think it was falcon i think falcon was in the show pretty might is, not be is falcon. ghost spider not the same as spider gwen is that not like a, uh ghost spider is actually spider gwen's name Okay, that's okay. I, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I because uh, didn't she have a comic book series, Spider Gwen? Wasn't it Spider? Yeah. Well? Okay, that's how. That's where I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. But the but they call the character Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider. It, it's I, just that I, I like Spider, Spider Gwen's so much better. Yeah, yeah. It was the Patriot. That that's who it was. Uh, that was okay. with uh, Daisy Johnson. It was the Patriot. Uh, but it was a very interesting, um, campy. You know what I'm saying? Very kitty. 
but it was the fact that the thing that drew me into it, of course, is the fact that they had Quake, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, in the show as like one of the heads of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, doing what she was doing. And just that they're continuing it with Shuri is uh, really interesting to me because like, I, like we always talk about, we feel like she's going to have a prominent uh, role in the future of the MCU, MCU. Mm -hmm. with no... Uh, no Tony Stock there. You know what I'm saying? She's literally We're not gonna have Spider Man for long. You know? Yeah, she literally might be the smartest person in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's still there. And, and well, well, it's it's comparable. You know, she might be with the way I mean, did well, with, I, I with the way did with the ways Disney's going. She might be smarter than she might be smarter, <laughs> Richards. Yeah. So, Richards. so um, we'll see. Like uh, like like Mr. Porter said, it wasn't for it was for a target audience. Um, it seemed like it was directed towards um, young women uh, to show them that the, a lot of the characters are female, right? Yeah, Squirrel Girl, Spider Gwen, uh, Daisy Johnson. It, a lot, a lot of the characters are female. I thought it's like Miss America, uh, Miss America. Um, uh, Amer was it? What's her name? American. Um, God, what's the name of the other female? Hold on, I'm sorry, I lost it. My camera's acting all up. What, what's her name? Uh, I thought I thought you was really finna pull the pop down like this person. <laughs> That's no, what it looked like. No, like you finna no. pull the pop down. Like for real, for real. I thought her name was uh, Miss, isn't it Miss America or American, American Chavez? Chavez. Chavez. Yeah, American yeah. Chavez. Yeah. L leave it to Mr. Porter to save the day, even though we got a mod in the room. I was like, yeah, thanks for name coming through. Uh, anyway, let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and jump over to uh, this next question here. <laughs> Poor Renee. I should have I shot that question to her. Um, uh, Jessica Friedman's got a question. She says, a few, would you like to see a new Wonder Woman show or a new X-Men show on, uh, yeah, what would you prefer to see? Um, new Wonder Woman show or a new X-Men show? X-Men. And um, with two new Superman cameos on during the big crossover, would you like to see another version of of Supergirl, I'm more, oh, I never thought about the concept of another Supergirl popping up. Do you think we'll get old school Linda, uh, not Linda Carter, um, uh, old school um, Supergirl to come back? I would like to see Superwoman, like, oh, like, okay. like pop up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, it's nah. I don't want to see another Supergirl. To be honest with you, it's um, it's, it's already the, the crossover is already the Superman show. Like, yeah, they yeah. might as well just dub it the Krypton crossover. <laughs> so, like, we have too many Kryptonians as it is. Could we get like another version of another character? Or something, yeah, like, please? if we're going to get multiple versions of a character, if we're already sticking with two Superman, let's I say just bring on more Superman. Uh, for nah. like one big epic scene, uh, one one big epic scene. Like I, I would like to see you want you want like scene. you want like forty Superman to have like a Matrix scene where they're like all jumping on, <laughs> all yeah, jumping on not? Neo. Let's make, it Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I would like to see a new X Men show. If if it's not X Men, if it's not a new X Men show, just bring back the gifted. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily enough. I would want a Wonder Woman show. You know what I would want though. Um, I would like a Donna Troy show. I don't know why. I I, I really like Connor Leslie as Donna Troy, um, and I think she's, I think she's probably. I don't want to say more grounded, but I feel like, I just feel like her story would be really interesting, and you could still have some Wonder Woman cameos if you wanted to. I, th I think you possibly gonna have something like that, but with, with Wonder Woman right now, you you still got another movie of hers coming out. Um, I I rather 
I would really rather want the X Men show. Whether you do New Mutants, uh, whether you do X Men, it's just so many different things. You can do X Force, uh, Generation X, Generation re- X, revive that show. They had that briefly for a yeah, while. Yeah, you can do that a bunch of ways, but you could literally just bring the gifted back. Uh, Mr. Porter says, "What about Jesse Quick or Bart Allen?" Since we're talking about alternate versions of people i think jesse quick will show up to be honest with you yeah i think jesse quick will show up for sure um i i would be cool to see a bar allen uh pop up in there also i I don't know what the state of the future of the flash is going to be especially with um um uh was it lot uh lionsdale what's his name keenan Lonsdale. he's he's coming I, you just don't know if he's there for the end of the Flash or if he's there for the crossover. I don't know if he's going to help with the Flash villain or if he's going to be in the crossover, but he's already uh, penciled in to be in the show. Yeah, he'll be he'll be in the show for the crossover event or at least for the season or something like that. But my question would be, um, who's the future Flash going to be? You know, is this, a, is this a way for them to introduce a potential bearer to the flash because i don't think keenan lonsdale i don't think he's going to be around much longer as as well or, or they could bring in a classic wally west mm, instead of yeah. new 52 wally new west 52, yeah they certainly could do that so another alternate they do something like that but i i still i don't i don't as long as there's no superman and no no more canaries we're good <laughs> you're good yeah, we'll I bring you. me somebody else uh and then the last question comes from nerds of the multiverse i, I feel like maybe we got a question once before this might be a new new subscriber uh nerds of the multiverse has do you think crisis on infinite earths will have at least one surprise cameo that the press won't spoil for us i've actually went ahead and put down two cameos that i would like to see that may not have been spoiled yet the first one I need to see John Diggle as Green Green Lantern. I need to see that happen. Well, is that is that technically a surprise cameo? If he's uh, already there, have they said that he's going to show up? Have they showed us? Have they confirmed he's showing up? He will be there. He, I, I don't know. Bro. He he will. Where, where Oliver goes, Diggle goes. He will be there. I need a Green. He, Lantern he will, no. He will get I, ran somewhere and throw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need, I need a Green Lantern version. It doesn't have to be our current John Diggle in this world, but it needs to be another Earth version of John Diggle um, as Green Lantern. So that's one surprise I would like to see is John Diggle actually in a costume. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if you know I'm going to say this or not, but can a brother get Dean Kane? Can I get Dean Kane in here, <laughs> what please? What is it with you and Dean Kane? <laughs> Look, man, I grew up. I grew up. Dean Kane and Thor. That's all I hear. You I probably want up. Dean Kane to play Thor. That's, that's all I, mean, I hear look, from you. Last time I saw, he was probably in Thor physique. So listen, <laughs> I I need Dean Kane to come back. I, look, I grew. I I was an '80s kid. Okay, so I grew up when Lois and Clark back in the '90s was like the big freaking thing. And I love that version of Superman. I don't remember having another live action version of a Superman on television while I grew up. So there is a there's a reason. There's a connection. Me and Dean Kane, we're like we're like this, man. So I would love to see a Dean Kane version of Superman in here as well. Um, maybe that's too many Superman. I don't need him to have big pivotal roles. I just need him to be there for an epic Superman moment. That's it. Uh, but what, what other ca- you have any secrets pop ups that you think maybe we haven't gotten or that you would like to see? I actually have three. I'm gonna cheat. They yeah, asked for two. I'm gonna give them three. Go for it. All three are from Smallville. Mm. I need my Smallville Green Arrow to pop up, 
Ooh, Justin Hartley or whatever. From, to, yeah. From, yeah from, uh, this is us. This is us. Yeah. Yes. I need my Lana Lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> sorry, I got to change my pants now. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. And I need my Lex Luthor. Oh, Michael Rosenbaum. I need okay. Michael Rosenbaum. I, if I get those, if I get, if I get one of those three, I'm happy. What if we get Lionel? Ooh. What if we get Lionel instead? A Lionel Luther. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Is that guy still alive? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I feel positive about that. I feel positive about that. I feel positive about that. No, I'm pretty sure he is. I think I like saw him at like a con, like on a panel or something yeah. like that not too long ago. So I feel yeah. pretty confident he's still Yeah, alive. he was matter of fact, come think about it. Like that was my dude in Smallville. Like he, he Yeah, I love he, his relationship with Lex, man. They did such a good job with that though, between those two men. But I like your three, man. I do like your three. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I would kind of like to see. Not since you put out three. I'll think about it. If it pops in my head, I'll let you know. Well, Mr. Uh, Porter said that uh, Ryan Reynolds should return and play Green Arrow, Green uh, Lantern in um, oh, the crossover. God. <laughs> God. He could. I, I don't think anything would be stopping him from it uh, except for himself or toward WB. But yeah. uh, that would be epic. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and pick out a few comments and a few questions here before we go ahead and wrap up because I think that's all the questions that we had uh, over on the um, the community page. Oh, uh, Gabriel did say the actor that played Lionel was in Shazam. Oh, go ahead and pull up these some of the comments too. Yeah, he was uh, Savina's dad in Shazam. Oh, Savannah. Oh, yeah. uh, I might have to go. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch Shazam just to see that because I don't remember that. He was. He was in like the very beginning of the. Um, he was in the very beginning of the the movie, right? Because I think that's the only time you see him as like in the a quick five minutes intro, like the 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 accident or something like that. Man, that's so crazy. Oh, we do have another live question. Um, it just kind of popped up real late. Uh, sexy Ford. Um, he actually threw in three questions. Here we go. Um, do you think for Crisis on Infinite Earths, three of the Supermans will have at least a good role besides fan service? Um, what do you think? Do you think that they're going to be strictly there for fan service, or do you think that they one of them will have a good role? Tyler's going to have a good role because he's been the base Superman in the Arrowverse. Uh, they're gonna get. I believe that Brandon's gonna have a good role just because he's just playing because Kingdom Come Superman, and because this is gonna be his last season uh, on the shows. I think they're gonna give him a good, good way out, and I think there's gonna be a little bit more to that storyline with King with the Kingdom Come Superman. And I'm really hoping it's Oliver that runs into that, you know, what I'm saying universe and runs into him because that would be very interesting and very awkward. It was, <laughs> it was so. Awkward. <laughs> For so sure. Yeah, I think a lot of what you see uh, and what I'm hoping that this season of Arrow is going to play out is just Oliver jumping from universe to universe and -hmm. just like collecting a team in order to battle what's going to happen with the crisis. That would be badass if that's the case. I mean, look, I'm I would bring it up in any day like, hey, I need your help, buddy. Come on, let's go. I like that idea. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you, though. I do think that Tyler will probably have the bigger role. I mean, look, him and Lois, for the most part, they, they've they been gone over on Argo City raising their son. Um, I would not be surprised if we get a Jonathan Kent. I've mentioned this before. Um, if we do get ourselves a, a younger version of Jonathan Kent, 
um, as Superman's son. So that that'll be interesting for yeah, sure. Because I think Tom Welling's character is just gonna be like a cameo you get from like uh, that'll. Like, you think that'll be the fan service? I think that'll be the fan service. It'll literally be like when Tommy comes back to the Power Rangers. <laughs> You're gonna get it's morphin time. And, you get the white light. Oh, yeah, you can get the white. He lowers himself. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> going to get a little bit of that, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Uh, okay, now question number two. Um, I read that Flash might die during the first episodes of season six. Does that mean that the show will be over, or is it just to match the comics, especially since Oliver Queen will die as well, um, as we learned from season seven finale? I don't see the Flash dying within the first couple episodes. The homeboy's got to at least make it to crisis, right? I think that's the that's the big the, the big thing that's been they've been pushing his storyline since like episode one of the series you gotta be there for the crisis right yeah i really the way that Have is written yeah i've heard that but the way that it seems that the plot has been written as so far is that oliver being successful and sacrificing his life is how it's going to save barry's life so it, it 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 feels like it's going to be dependent on what Oliver does. But if you watch the recent teaser trailer for this season of Flash, it seems that you get a lot of uh, Barry trying to stop it happening. Like he like do like these heroes not do these heroes not communicate with each other? Like they does Barry not know what? I mean, they spent that whole last crossover with each other, and does Barry not know what you know? What I'm saying Oliver is doing. So. No, Ali, look, man, Oliver's the biggest secret keeper in the world. <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody like, anything. It takes nothing but a phone call. That, that You know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like when they're struggling with a friggin' a bad guy and all he has to do is make a phone call and Barry's there in less than a second. It makes no sense to me. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, okay. over in the Marvel Universe, they have no problem calling each other. They spent a whole, they spent a whole friggin' movie with friggin' Tony Stark debating on whether he was going to call... <laughs> Captain call America, Captain America right. or not. Um, but no, nah, I think it's it's more of him trying to, if he doesn't know what Oliver is doing, trying to stop what's going on. Because, I mean, we even see him run into the future, sees what happens, running back. And then it's a whole thing where he's like, well, if I can't stop it from happening to myself, I have to prepare the team for a life without the Flash. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think you'll lose him too early because we've done that before. We lost him early. And he just comes back. I don't I don't yeah. think they'll do that again. But I do believe it's going to be a lot of suspense and tugging at the heartstrings a lot in this season of The Flash. And I don't know. I think that's all of these. I think that's all it's going to be. And that's really what makes me anticipated for just a series in general. It's just because you kind of know where it's building up to you know what i'm saying like just watching that build to crisis um so it definitely will be interesting to see how that <laughs> uh, whatever this will be interesting and messed up because of the actress of chloe for <laughs> oh, yeah let's not yeah i don't think that <laughs> nah. no, no walls of weird uh yeah i think she doesn't uh, exist anymore i, I wouldn't yeah, even pay homage to her it yeah, won't it won't bring it up please don't bring it up bring yeah it up. yeah <laughs> um and then the last question um, i saw photos of the new adam on one of the uh legends of tomorrow's actors instagram do, yeah do you think they will call off Ray and then have some Superman replace him or both Brandon Ralphs. No, he's gonna he's playing both roles. Um will we see Red Daughter back on the show like Reborn? Um I don't I don't I think Red Daughter is done. Didn't they I think like they they I think I'm pretty sure that storyline's probably ended. I think Lex killed her, I thought. Um yeah. 
have you have you seen photos? I don't know if like is he is there actual of him in the costume? I haven't seen any photos of him in the costume. I just seen him leaning towards using him, and that that could also be where it's another thing where they're bouncing through universes. With uh, with legends, they can literally run into anybody because they're always changing the time. But I still think that's somebody that Oliver's going to encounter and maybe get some type of help in order to do something. I don't know if you have him pop up in the crossover. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we're going to have a lot of cameos from different characters, whether they're in costume or it's just their, uh, you know what I'm saying, their government names. We're going to have a lot of hints to things that's going on in the uh, DC universe. Gotcha. Well, I think that actually rounds up all the stories, um, all the questions. Is there anything else that's jumped out at you? Any questions that they're having uh, over there? Uh, uh, Mr. Porter says, so can we get a so can we get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cameo with how much they cameo the DC products? <laughs> and do you think they would treat the Smallville comics as canon? I actually read somewhere that they that they are treating the Smallville comics as canon. Um and so yeah so that that is that is true that i have read that that they are treating the smallville comics as can um so if you did read the comic books then you kind of already know what um what what all the characters have been up to kind of since that time but yes they they will be doing that as far as tmt cameo no <laughs> no we're not getting no cameo. no 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 we don't need tmt cameo. we need tmt to focus on their own world i'm tired of them cameoing with people let's <laughs> get your own world together uh, now, let uh, me just. I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I can confirm the Smallville comics thing because I do believe I I read that. But no, it's all good. But this should be. I mean, if it, if it's ever to watch a season and pay attention to all the shows, this is probably the season to do it because in previous crossovers, you really didn't have to pay attention to the epi- only the episodes before the crossover. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That led that led into it. This season really feels like you have to pay attention to each season of each show. Like like you have to watch each episode because you might miss something. And and if that's the case and it doesn't happen, uh, they marketed the heck out of that. Because that's what it makes that what it makes you feel like. And I'm I'm really curious. The, I think the most thing I want to figure out is I'm really curious on how uh they incorporate Black Lightning into the crossover. Excellent. If it's Oliver that you know what I'm saying has to go talk to him or if that's something where you're watching an episode of Black Lightning and the monitor pops up and was like I, you have to come with me yeah we need you kind of thing yeah, yeah. I can see that happening um so yeah going back to the smallville just to follow up with that question um this is from heroichollywood.com uh it says Mark Guggenheim creator of CW's Arrow was asked about whether or not the stories of Smallville season 11 comic book series would factor into the crossover in any shape or form and Guggenheim said they won't be directly referenced, but we consider the comic to be canon with one small off-camera repurchase of a certain farm. Um, so, yeah. So while it may not be referenced, Mark Guggenheim is going into this crossover event with the mindset that the Smallville season 11 comic book series um, was, in fact, canon. So that's fascinating. I never picked it up before. Have you read the comic? Uh, I haven't read the comic, but I've watched uh people who read comics uh explain it 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, Comic Explains helps me out a lot because I've noticed something. Trying to keep up with certain comics gets very expensive. It's very expensive, man. That's the reason why yeah. I have like three series that I follow now because I'm like, oh, I got to drop like $25 a week for like three yeah. issues, four issues. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You you know what I used to do. I know. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> weekly. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. It's an expensive hobby. It's one I love, but it's such an expensive yeah, hobby. It, very expensive. When I'm going into a comic shop, and the, and this is crazy because the comic shop I run with New Comic Day, if you come in and you know you do your list for your books ahead of time, you get 25% off your comics New Comic Day, and I was still spending $120 a week. Yeah, yeah, no. so that's so crazy, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, it, I think I don't even know if my if my people do a. Uh, a discount for yeah. subscribers yeah it, it's crazy i mean it's free to subscribe and yes i want comic shops to survive i love comic shops i love dealing with them but yeah. i think it's more of the publishers that is the issue because when i have to follow 15 different comic books to follow the warm of the water realm storyline that, that that that's an issue <laughs> it, it is an issue but they i feel like they used to do that back in the day all the time too like if you were if they had like saga crossovers or big crossovers you gotta you gotta get all these other yeah or, or they, know what's going on kind of or thing. they decide they want to make 18 different versions of the x-men for 18 different demographics and you're like huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude there's so many x-men titles i'm like bro do we really need all these x-men titles x-men red blue gold black uh i mean aqua i'm like come on y'all do we really have to go through all these facts facts i can't I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Yeah, like, do it like I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so glad they're reducing stuff now. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm okay if they do. Like if we, they have a big crossover event, I'm cool if they contain the main story into like a five part or whatever, and then leave the connections like optional to read. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Porter said issue is he has no local combo shops. Like I got like six in my area. Oh. The, the the problem is is literally just being off a day to go and having the finances to do it. I'm kind of the same way you are, Mr. Uh, Porter. I, I I subscribe digitally just to the ones that I'm reading and I just I, I charge it to my phone bill and then just pay my <laughs> phone bill later. I, I, I can't I can't do it. And I used to literally like I have uh eight to nine cases of comics and that's the ones that I haven't lost in moving. I got graded yeah. comics. Like I was really, really into it. Um, but now I only follow certain series and a lot of them are independents. Like I, it's not too many majors that I follow. It's a whole bunch of independents though. Yeah, I've got maybe about like six cases of comic books in my closet. But again, that's a that's definitely nowhere near what my collection certainly used to be. I used to have an amazing, uh, I should say an incredible, amazing Spider-Man uh, collection series that I was so thrilled of. Same thing with like Savage Dragon. Um, I had Spawn all the way from issues one to 100. A lot of that stuff I just lost in the process of moving. Uh, you know, my parents having storage units that got taken back kind of thing, you know, just completely lost stuff that unfortunately just don't have anymore. But yeah, I used to be a lot bigger into it than I used to. Um, but I try and keep my eyes at least on a, a few series here and there, but it, it's, it, it can get so expensive these days. Uh, real quick, um, uh, Sexy says, oh, well, Nora West Allen come back. We kind of talked a little bit about this as far as like an, an alternate version of herself, maybe in crisis. But overall, do you think the Nora character will return? No, I think the Nora character is gone. I think we might see a Dawn Allen. If it is a Nora, it's an alternate universe Nora. I don't think we'll see the Nora in that, that timeline come back. 
Oh, that's so it's unless so they run to the past and get her. But like, have you not learned your lesson yet? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Hopefully they will have. Um, But uh, is there anything else or do you think that's about it for us? Uh, man, that's about it. I'm just looking forward to uh, Batwoman, Batwoman and Supergirl tonight. I'm looking forward to getting off of work tomorrow morning and coming to talk some Batwoman with, with you guys. Yeah, I keep wanting to say you, Batgirl. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel. When do you um do you have a time frame that you want to try and have the video up or review up for them? Uh, probably be around. I don't know what your schedule is for work. It it probably be around ten a.m. Uh, oh, so you're gonna do it in the morning on on Monday? Is that what Monday, you're doing? Yeah, Monday morning. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I wasn't sure what your new release time was gonna be. Um, uh, that works. Yeah, it'll be Monday. Yeah, it'll be Monday morning for uh, Batwoman. And then I have to see when the heck everything else comes on because they switch days on us. Yeah, some of the shows, <laughs> I don't think all the shows are coming back this week. I think they're kind of. I think of, they all are. Really? Because I thought that I thought there some of them were like next week or something uh, like that. Well, too, I think but... they got it branched out because I think the ninth is when Arrow comes back. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. That... So, like, they're all through the, through the week. Like, it might be next week, but it's only like five six days away i mean like seven days away might be next week but it don't yeah. feel like that <laughs> no, honestly, yeah but yeah so 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 if anything since we do have batwoman and supergirl um at the latest all of our reviews will at least be up no later than monday night so definitely look forward to that guys um but other than that i think that's pretty much it um before we go ahead and wrap up guys again hey if you're in the live chat uh if you've been watching this if you love the content that we're producing for you here at a plus opinions do yourselves a favor do us a favor please hit that like button share these videos and definitely subscribe uh, and click that bell notification so you'll know anytime we drop a brand new video um indy if they want to go ahead and reach out to you on social media sir where can they go ahead and find you first and foremost starting to you know come check out the reviews that we do here at a plus opinion first and foremost but if you guys want to please head over to nerd mix alpha at youtube subscribe there check out the fiend video go to soundcloud tcb records check out the music indy uchiha Nothing, nothing more to say. <laughs> awesome, guys. Hey, and if you want to go ahead and follow us on social media as well, you can certainly do so right here at A Plus Opinions, guys. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, as well as um, Twitter, um, and go ahead and reach out to us any particular time, guys. But other than that, thank you, each and every one of you, for certainly following us. We will, in fact, be back next Sunday as well, 11 o'clock Central Time live uh, to go ahead and give you guys a breakdown of the week's Marvel DC news. Um, so join us then. Guys, take carry the rest of your weekend enjoy some football games enjoy the weather go outside be active today enjoy yourselves uh and we'll talk to you guys later thanks guys keep it a plus <laughs>